What's up, everybody? Nikaila Mariah here, aka Self Mastery Bitch, and this is my podcast. It's time to stand in your full power, optimize your energy, and let wealth rain down on you as you get clear on your energy, mind, body, and spirit. This show is for industry leaders and stars who are ready to activate their fullest potential and live the life they were always meant to with ease and grace. It's time to remember who the fuck you are and act accordingly. Let's get started. Hey, hey, what's good, everybody? So excited to be here for our weekly teaching. Really quick, uh, today, first of all, we are talking about, I'm following along on the Inner Child series. Last week, I talked a lot about consciousness and creating your reality, and I got so much feedback. I'm so excited you guys are following and have all these questions. Today, we're going to go a little bit deeper into cultivating happiness. So take some big, deep breaths. I just have a couple of quick announcements for those of you in Dragon's Layer listening to this. I want to remind you that on March 20th at 1 p.m. MST, we have our monthly live processing group. And on March 27th at 1 p.m. MST, we have our book club discussion. For those of you listening on the podcast or YouTube, Dragon's Lair is our inner child sanctuary where we meet for all sorts of things, whether it's our book club discussion, processing, we have full moon ceremonies, and it's just a place of support and teachings. You also get these teachings two days earlier than anybody else. Um, And you can join that. It's only $22 a month and you can find the link below wherever you're watching this video. So let's get to it disclaimer today I'm full of all the energies it's my birthday weekend happy birthday to me there will be some really special discounts um, on the oracle cards and the membership coming your way as you listen to this so super excited today as we talk about cultivating happiness I want to lead with the idea and just Breathe as I speak today, because this is where a lot of people get hung up on the stories that we're going to talk about today. But I want you to really breathe into the truth that happiness is not only an inside job, but it's a choice we make every single moment of every single day. So last week, we talked about really stepping back and living from this state of consciousness, right? And I want you to remember those teachings as we talk about happiness this week. And I want you to think about this idea for a moment. A lot of people, so many people, if you were to ask, um, do you want to be happy? Are you happy? They would say, yes, of course, but fill in the blank. And this is the place that we get stuck in as humans. Our happiness, our love, our joy all have these caveats. Well, of course, I want to be happy. I didn't plan on my wife leaving me. Of course, I want to be happy. I didn't plan on getting this illness. And when you think that these things outside of you can take away your happiness, these things start to have authority over you. And I'm not just speaking from fairy tale land. You guys know my story. I had intense trauma. I was diagnosed with cancer at 21. I've been a single mom for 14 years. I understand that there are circumstances outside of your control. I understand that the way life moves through us can be really uncomfortable. But it's because of those experiences that I learned so well. 
that the only way we can experience constant happiness is to cultivate it within and to not allow external circumstances to sway us. Now, that that's, that's the other misperception we have about happiness is we think that to be happy, we have to be walking around and dancing and smiling all the time. And that's not true either. It's a feeling and a sensation within you. It's a freedom of knowing and observing, stepping back like we talked about last week into that state of consciousness and understanding that life isn't happening to you as a personal attack. Life is happening. And I believe life is happening for me. Everything that pokes my triggers, that pokes those things that stir pain within me, gives me the opportunity to let go even more, to step into my consciousness, into that state of happiness even more. It's about the way that you view life and you can absolutely get hung up on all the little details. But what you're doing is you're trapping yourself in a cage of shitty stories. And by stories, I mean all the things you tell yourself to keep yourself in control. What ends up happening is life happens, right? Let's just take, for example, terminal illness. That way I can talk about it a little bit. When I got diagnosed with cancer, I had a whole bunch of choices. I watched how other people responded to me. Two other girls had the exact same diagnosis as me, this really rare cancer. I could have looked at that and I could have said, life sucks. God hates me. Everything's terrible. I'll never be happy again. My children are going to be orphaned. And of course, some of those thoughts did move through me. But in the end and in the old ways, I was able to step back and ask, how can I allow myself to make the most of this situation? Not in a form of control, but can I step back and see this as an opportunity to become free? And I ended up starting a cancer organization for cancer survivors so that when they were done with chemo, they could rebuild because after cancer, you don't know who you are anymore. After facing death right in the face, you don't know who you are anymore. And so I spent my time, I put my conscious focus and energy into seeing my body as healthy and thriving and into seeing how I could take this circumstance and make it into something inspiring. It's what got me through every single day was going to the high school and teaching my students and showing them love, coming home, paying attention to my kids. And in all of my alone time, focusing on my health and focusing on this foundation. And I recovered fully and I've been in remission for 11 years now. And every day I choose to cultivate that inner happiness by knowing that whatever's going on outside of me has nothing to do with me. We as humans so often think, and it's the silliest thing when you really think about it, we shape our identity based on what happened to us. We shape our identity based on what happened to us based on what we experienced. And none of that is who you are. You are always this divine consciousness back here. It's how you respond that can show you the different ways that you can focus that conscious energy, but they aren't who you are. What we're doing is we're constantly searching for control, for reasoning, for things to stay inside the structure because no one wants to admit that they are this expansive consciousness because then it feels really scary because then they have to ask questions like, who am I that is experiencing this? And so we build up all of these walls. Every single thing that you view in your life is a perception you have created to keep yourself 
safe. Now, safe doesn't mean comfortable. Safe doesn't mean happy. Safe doesn't mean feeling good. Safe means feeling like you're in control. When something big or scary happens, like you lose someone, like your house gets broken into, you look and search for all these justifications to make sense of it. Justifications, reasoning, stories that reaffirm the identity you've built for yourself. And this happens with good things too, right? It doesn't matter good, bad, right, or wrong. We create all of these stories and then those stories shape the rest of our reality. But true liberation and true inner happiness comes from setting yourself free, being able to step back from all of these experiences. Who am I that is experiencing this? I am the observer. I am the one aware of what I'm feeling, experiencing, seeing. I am not these experiences. I am not these emotions. I am not this body. It's not closing yourself off when something scary or good or whatever happens. It's opening up and letting it move through you. When you can do that, nothing has authority over you. And when I mean authority, authority, attachment, anything that's shaping or that you have a story of, this has to be this way or else, right? Substances can have authority over us. We can have attachments to substances. Relationships can have authority over us. We can have attachments to relationships. Identities can have authority over us. We can have attachments to identities. Let me give you an example. Uh, In a class I taught last night, I had everybody name something that had authority over them. One person said it was their vape. One person said it was organization. One person said it was coffee. And all of these things have authority because your mind says, without coffee, I won't feel energized. Without this vape, I won't know how to regulate my nervous system. Without organization, I can't feel calm and safe inside. So all of those things are saying without this thing outside of me in this certain way, I am not safe and I am not in control. And that is imprisonment. It's when we can say it doesn't matter if there's dishes in the sink and it doesn't matter if the sink is empty. I'm still going to feel calm at ease and safe within myself. Whether I have the coffee or not, I'm going to feel energized and clear. Whether I have the vape or not, I am going to be able to regulate my nervous system. Now, right when you get to a certain point and you can actually move through that space of liberation, you don't need these external things at all. There's no reason to drink the coffee or have the vape, you know, and just because of the world we live in, in and having dishes that are clean to eat food off of, you might still do the dishes, right? But not because you can't feel calm without it. And so it's it's about taking all of these perceptions and parts of ourself and really stepping back from it and asking, can I be free? Can I feel happiness? Can I feel joy? Can I embrace life without creating all of these stories and attachments and, and reasons for feeling or being a certain way? Cultivating inner happiness comes from really being aware that you are this conscious being. So let's say, for example, you have something that's coming at you that's poking some of your wounds, right? We have these things that we close around. Maybe 
every time your child does a certain behavior, it makes you feel so, you get overstimulated, you feel so frustrated, you want to yell. What if instead you stepped back and say, okay, I can see that my heart is starting to race. I can feel the burn inside. I can feel my throat is getting tight. I can feel it's harder to breathe. I can hear my ego wanting to yell. Maybe it's already yelling. I'm going to step back and realize that I am not these things. And I'm going to let it go, let it go, right? And we do and we let it go. But what most people do is they feel the trigger coming and they close around it try to protect themselves. And then the energy that's already there, because with the trigger, the energy came inside of you, you're closing and compacting and pushing down all of that energy. And now it lives inside of you. It lives inside of you until it's released. It's one of the reasons that it's so important, right? To when your kid has an expression or when they're feeling something, and even you as an adult, when you feel something to let it out, let the kid cry, let the kid rage, let yourself rage, get it out of your body and then come back and let it go right? And it's through this process of closing around things and protecting ourselves that we actually create more of it. Because what we do is we say, every time this happens, I have to close myself. I don't want to feel that way. And now it has power over me. So I'm going to avoid any situation that might feel that way. And now I'm not alive. I'm in this prison of protection. But what if instead you could open to that feeling? I feel the trigger coming and I know it's just energy and I know this too will pass and I know it might be uncomfortable for a minute, but I also know that I am not those uncomfortable sensations. I am the observer of them. So can I step back and can I let it move through me? And then guess what? It does. It moves through you and it loses all of its power and you're still here standing. And not only that, but you're fully alive. You're fully alive because being alive means embracing all of the different sensations and pieces of life. It's not hiding from them. It's not guarding yourself from them. I love that old story. I don't know who told it, but there's an old story about this guy who for the first time found fire, right? He, he lit a, a flame or whatever on a candle. He saw this fire. Oh my God, it's so magnificent. This fire is so beautiful. I'm going to take it inside and I'm going to keep it safe. And he has this fire and he's so excited about it. And so what does he do? <gasps> Nobody can touch it. So he puts a lid on it. And the fire goes out. And even if the fire didn't go out, nobody else could experience the fire in the same way because now it's hidden behind this container. We do that to ourselves so often. We have to remember that we are the consciousness behind it. There is so much space between us and what's actually happening in life. I think it's Michael Singer puts it this way. What did he say? Michael Singer says something about, and I'm probably going to totally butcher this, but that's okay. But he says something about, you are just as distance from the circumstances happening around you as the light is from what it's from what it's projecting on. So if you have a light over here, whatever is hitting the light is not the light. It's what the light is hitting, right? You're back here. You're this consciousness. You're the light. It's not all of the things you see around you. And like we talked about last week, it's what you focus that consciousness on that you create more of. Are you going to consciously focus on the pain and the bad and the struggle and the ways that the world might hurt you? Or can you focus that consciousness on the expansion and the openness and the embracing life for all that it is? 
inner happiness more than anything else is total liberation of the soul, being able to step away from all these human experiences, still being able to see them fully for what they are, but not being attached to them, not being controlled by them, not being swayed by them. It's about taking back all your own power and authority from everything that is external to you and living and operating from that place. It's then we become our true selves and people get so scared of this because when you live from there, you have the radical responsibility of how you would respond, not based on conformity, not based on rebellion, not based on what anybody else says or doesn't say, but really, truly what's happening within you, what desires are growing within you in the moment. People would much rather be stuck in a hard situation that they feel they have control over than step away and try to cultivate change and try something new. It's why we get stuck in the same routines day in and day out. That's why we're scared of who we might be if we don't have the job or the relationship. And none of those things are who you are. You are this beautiful piece of consciousness behind you. And let me tell you how this relates to inner child work. The inner child is where all of these stories, perceptions, and ideas about the world are formed. And what we have to do is as we become aware of our consciousness is go back into that inner child and teach them about what they truly are. We go back into that inner child and we say, hey, I know, I know that you've experienced so many sensations. Maybe every time you're in a relationship, they walk away. Maybe every time you thought that your dad was going to stick around, he didn't. And I know there were so many sensations that felt uncomfortable then. And I want you to know that that wasn't happening to you. And that sometimes people leave and sometimes people stay and you're still safe. And we go back into that inner child and we say, I know this world might seem really scary. But when you stay inside of yourself, you never get to realize who you are. And you're not who the world's telling you you are. You're not who your mom said you are. You're not who the church said you are. You are how you feel inside in those really whimsical, powerful moments. All the ways that people told you you were too much or not enough. Those are their projections of you and they are not who you are. And we teach our inner child how to come back to the present moment how to step back from the experiences that are happening happening around it and instead observe them as things that are happening in life, but not a part of them. Kind of how we teach our children, instead of saying, you are bad, saying, hey, that behavior causes other people pain or that behavior creates a big mess and then it makes it so other people have to clean that mess, right? It's the behavior, it's the characteristics, it's not the person on the inside of that that is bad or wrong or beautiful or bold it's when we attach all of these different labels and perception to other people's identities and characters you are this you make me feel this way those kind of words make an in the the child and even the adult can internalize those and then they reinforce those perceptions with the stories they tell themselves about the world In all of our healing, no matter what you're going through, if you can take a step back and just view it unattached to the emotions and the responses and the stimuli and just see it for what it is and let it go, everything gets so much easier.
It's my hope that as you move through this week, you can become very aware of yourself as the observer, that you can differentiate between life happening to you and simply say life is happening. I am the one experiencing this, observing it. And it's from that place that you can choose where you want to focus your conscious attention and create something new, easier, better, more wonderful. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean everything's going to be roses and unicorns. It just means that even when stuff that's uncomfortable comes up, you're going to open to it and let it move through you because that's what we're here to do. We're here to be alive. We're here to experience life. And I hope that you get to do that this week and every week following. So let me know your thoughts, comment below, wherever you're watching this. If you're in Dragon's Lair, let me know if you want to have more discussions around this. And I'll be back next week to teach us more about opening up to consciousness, standing in our highest self as we heal our inner child. I love you guys so much. I'm so proud of everything you're doing. I'm envisioning you in your highest form. And I love you exactly where you're at today. As always, breathe deep and plan on miracles. See you next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support my podcast, please share it with your friends, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. For more information, check out www.nikailamariah.com or follow me on any of the social medias at Mariah. Thank you for listening. And remember, life is what you make it. So make it fucking good. <laughs>